Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps only on Locked On NHL. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, July 28th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The Chicago Blackhawks are making moves. We got quite the show on tap here today because in the last 24 hours, some big-time acquisitions have been made by the Chicago Blackhawks um, that not not very many people, including myself, saw coming from this from this organization. And for those that tuned into Monday's episode, during the mailbag segment, I actually mentioned that the Blackhawks were going to be in the market for a veteran goaltender this week with free agency coming up. That had been reported by many sources. And one name I had heard tied to the team a couple weeks ago was Marc-Andre Fleury of the Vegas Golden Knights. But after the Seth Jones trade was made last Friday and the Blackhawks basically gave him the bag, uh, it seemed like those conversations... um, Regarding Flurry and even a guy like Braden Holpe was thrown around there as well. Uh, it seems like seemed like those conversations had kind of cooled off a little bit, and I I wasn't sure that the interest from Chicago was still that high, especially for Flurry um, with that seven million dollar AAV on his contract. But then around eleven thirty, uh, pro- or probably eleven, I'd guess uh, yesterday, I was on the golf course. Of course, um, what 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 else would happen if I think I could just go and have a nice afternoon? Of course, there was going to be some some breaking news, um, but I believe it was uh, Emily Kaplan who was the one to come out and state that the Blackhawks had officially acquired Flurry from the Golden Knights in exchange for AHL slash ECHL prospect Michael Hakarainen, who was a former fifth round pick of the Hawks back in 2018. He's now already 23 years old and honestly just hasn't shown a whole lot of pro- uh, promise in the system up to this point so far. Um, but the kicker for the Blackhawks and why they only had to give up that kind of a prospect for, you know, the 2021 Vezina Trophy winner and a three-time Stanley Cup champion in Marc-Andre Fleury is because, uh, well, one, just what I just mentioned a moment ago is that Fleury carries a $7 million cap hit on his contract for one more season. And uh, if you know anything about Vegas, if you kept up with them in, in the past year or two, then you know they've been in one hell of a salary cap crunch. Um, so even though that Marc-Andre Fleury was incredible last year, 
Um, and also played pretty strong for them for the most part as well in the playoffs. He just kind of happened to get outdueled by uh, Carey Price from the Montreal Canadiens in the semifinals. Uh, but even after all of that, after altogether a really strong year, one of Fleury's best in his career, um, with him now being, you know, 36 years old and considering they also have Robin Leonard in that tandem and he's also on a long-term deal and as us Blackhawks fans know best, Robin Leonard is more than capable of being a number one guy for a Stanley Cup contender. He was spectacular in his short time with the Blackhawks. So with Fleury having that much money tied to his name and his age, I guess Vegas felt it was the best time to move on for him when they could. And to not retain any of that $7 million cap hit, that's the first big reason why the Blackhawks didn't have to give up basically anything for him. And the other reason, and it's the one that's now much more concerning to us Blackhawks fans, is that Marc-Andre Fleury has stated, he stated earlier this offseason that if he were to get traded from Vegas, then he really would consider retiring from the NHL because he's not wanting to move his family and his three kids from their home and their schools in Vegas. Apparently, they got quite settled down there uh, and were pretty comfortable. And also, I guess, Marc-Andre Fleury found out that he had been traded via Twitter, which you you never like to see a team not communicating with a player like that, especially when Fleury, uh, such a classy guy, known to be loved by everyone, around the league, and also after he vocally expressed his his desire to finish out his contract with the Golden Knights, um, but now that, that ain't happening, so he's going to take the next couple of days to figure out what he's going to do for the next year, talk it over with his family, um, and then hopefully he's going to decide to keep it going here after, you know, having one of uh, the best seasons in his long and storied career. Um, however, one source, according to Mark Lazarus of The Athletic, stated that Fleury doesn't have any interest in playing in Chicago. We'll see, though. You know, things can change. Um, he hasn't stated. No, nothing's official at this point, so I'm just going to wait to hear from the man, Mark andre Fleury himself. But if he does wind up retiring, then the Blackhawks, they'll still be off the hook for a $7 million AAV for the upcoming season. So by only giving up a former fifth-round pick and, and Michael Hakkarainen, a uh, guy who doesn't honestly have all that much upside, that's a pretty low-risk cost taken here by the Blackhawks front office. And then if Fleury does decide to play, you know, we essentially acquired one of the best goaltenders in the entire league for nearly nothing simply because a team didn't want to pay him for one more season. So I personally think it's a great deal here for Chicago. The only way it could potentially go south is if both Marc-Andre Fleury retires and never plays for us, and also uh, Michael Hakkarainen somehow turns things around in a hurry uh, and becomes um, some sort of value at the NHL level, which I really don't see happening. So I don't think there's a whole lot of risk and really only upside here from our standpoint. And also, looking at how Fleury affects not only the depth chart, for next year. I'll start with that, uh, assuming he does play again, of course. Then you got to pencil him in immediately as the number one guy in net for this team. And initially, I can't lie to you guys. I I have to admit, right when I saw the trade went down, I had a little bit of doubt about this move. Not not because of Marc-Andre Fleury's talent. That I fully believe in and I have full confidence in. But I'm just, I'm just, when I saw the deal, I I was a little confused on 
what direction this team is trying to head in and what they're trying to do to do right now because thinking back, you know, in the grand scheme of things here, we're only one year into this rebuild now. And and in the last four or five days, they've made three major trades that could have potentially shaken up the plants here a little bit now. Um so that's it's just I have no doubt about Marc Andre Fleury's talent. It's just like, wow. Are we still rebuilding? Are we trying to be more competitive next year? It's just interesting to see these are the kind of deals that the Blackhawks are um, making right now. Um, and then with Kevin Lankinen, you know, in the pipes, looking to be the backup next year, again, if Flurry does decide to play for the Hawks. Um, but at first, you know, I just wasn't sure if that was the best thing for this team right now. You know, rebuilding and taking starts away from a guy like Lankinen who showed plenty of flashes last season. I just wasn't sure if that really was in our best interest at the moment. But then, you know, um, thinking about it again, uh, going through things a second time, which, by the way, everyone should always do before jumping to snap reactions, something I've talked about a lot lately with the Blackhawks making these trades. And, and the more I thought about it, the more I realized that this opportunity could be just what a guy like Kevin Lankinen needs. You know, he he's waiting in the shadows. He could be that future netminder here, but there's absolute, absolutely no need to rush him along into that starting job. And now not only can we ease him into things a little bit, but he also gets to learn from one of the best who has ever done it. Again, a three-time Stanley Cup champion, a guy who's been to the top, overcome a ton of adversity to go and get there again with Vegas after the P Pittsburgh Penguins, the team that drafted him where he was his entire career, the city he called home. They let him go in the expansion draft. They kept another goal goaltender instead of him. He overcame all of that and got back to the top and won his first Vezina Trophy last season at 36 years of age. Um, he, and he's proven he's still got plenty left in the gas tank if he wants to keep going. And for Lankinen to learn from a guy like that, it's not only an awesome opportunity for the Blackhawks as a team next year, they could have one of the best goalies in the NHL and they gave up basically nothing for him, but it could also really help them going forward with the leadership thing, the leadership aspect that Flurry can provide. And he's also just such a great guy. He's going to be a huge boost to that locker room, to the morale. Um, so... Again, for all the possible upside, and by only giving up Michael frickin' Hackerine and a guy who I'm sure most of you out there had no idea who he was up until this trade, uh, it, it feels like pretty much a no-brainer here for the Hawks. They have the cap space, Flurry's off the books after this upcoming season, and even if he does decide to retire, the Hawks don't have to pay him at all. But let's hope that Flurry decides not to go that route and, uh, Decides to make Sweet Home Chicago his next place of business in a storied career. Alright, there are the latest deals coming from the Marc-Andre Fleury trade. Coming up in just a minute, it's time to break down the second trade that the Blackhawks have made in the last 24 hours. But first, I need to talk to you all about RockAuto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or 
at a new car dealership. Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. However, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done sharing some info on the Blackhawks acquiring 2021 Vezina Trophy winner Marc-Andre Fleury from the Vegas Golden Knights. Moving on now, let's talk about the second deal that the Blackhawks front office made yesterday. I thought the Blackhawks were finished ahead of free agency kicking off today. We'll get into a little we'll get into that a little bit later on the show. Um, but yeah, no, around 9.30 last night, <laughs> I found out I was quite wrong. Uh, and it seems to be another obvious win here for the Blackhawks, at least in my opinion, as they acquired forward Tyler Johnson along with a 2023 second round pick from the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for Brent Seabrook's contract, which will be on LTIR for the next three years. That's it. That's all the Blackhawks gave up for a now two-time Stanley Cup champ in Tyler Johnson, along with a second-round pick in a, in a couple of years. The reason why the Lightning did this, I'm sure a lot of you are asking, is because just like the Vegas Golden Knights that I talked about a little earlier in the, epi- in the episode, the Lightning, too, have found themselves in cap hell for some time now. And by adding a guy like Seabrook, who will have nearly $7 million in LTIR relief over the next three years, that gives the Lightning a little bit more wiggle room financially now to make make some more deals and try to go for that third Stanley Cup in a row next season. Uh, and we've seen them use the cap to their advantage before, so it shouldn't really be too much of a surprise that they're going that route once again. But from the Blackhawks' perspective, I mean, this is just a, a no-brainer here. This is their second big-time move of the day where they gave up essentially nothing in return. Michael Hakkarainen for Marc-Andre Fleury and now Brent, the retired Brent Seabrook for Tyler Johnson and a second-round pick. It's unbelievable. I don't know how people could be mad about these moves. The only potential semi-downside of this second trade that the Blackhawks made is that Tyler Johnson does still have three years left on his contract with a $5 million AAV. And for mostly a a third-line guy that hasn't put up the greatest numbers the past few years, he had 21 points in 55 regular season games this past season, Um, on paper, that money doesn't look that great. But Johnson... One thing about him, not only does he bring, you know, that Stanley Cup winning pedigree, but he is also a much more valuable player than than just the stats show. He's someone that has he, he has gotten a lot of credit from the Lightning organization and his now former head coach uh in, in John Cooper because 
he, he's changed his role a lot the past few years with the Lightning. He in tw- Go back to 2015 when the Blackhawks were facing him in the Stanley Cup. He was their leading point getter. If they had won the Cup, he might have won the Conn Smythe. He was that good for him. I believe he had 73 points in, in 77 regular season games. He was tremendous and was a big part of why that team was so gifted offensively. But as time's gone on and the Lightning have evolved from being that kind of team and now are two-time Stanley Cup champions back-to-back, Johnson's not quite the offensive player he used to be. He's had to change things up. And one quote I definitely wanted to read is from John Cooper uh, talking about Tyler Johnson. Um, this is this is the kind of player the Blackhawks are getting, ladies and gentlemen. This is what John Cooper had to say about Tyler Johnson. It's because he's an ultimate team player. He's selfless, and there was a time in the organization when we needed to take another step, and Tyler Johnson was one of the leaders of that. He just carried that on for years now. As teams change and they evolve and the salary cap comes into play, guys are coming up. But there was one thing we never lost faith in, Tyler Johnson. He never lost faith in himself either. And roles change. You have to adapt, and nobody's done it better than Tyler. I couldn't be more happy for somebody, and I know that his teammates were for his performance tonight and being rewarded for everything he's gone through. That's the kind of guy the Blackhawks are getting in Tyler Johnson. So I know the $5 million AAV doesn't look great, but to get him for free along with the second round pick, I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen, how can you not be happy about this move that the Blackhawks front office just strung together? Um, So Tyler Johnson, the price tag isn't ideal, but it's still a win in my book for the Blackhawks because A, they gave up literally nothing, and B, not only did they get that asset in Johnson, who, by the way, he can also play both center and wing, so he's quite versatile, can play a third-line role, he can score, he can be out there on the second power play unit, he can be on the penalty kill. He's an asset. But they also managed to recoup that second-round pick that they lost in the Seth Jones trade on Friday. They're they're for different years, but they're still big-time assets. The Blackhawks, the Blackhawks now have two second-round picks in the 2023 NHL draft, and picks in the first two rounds, those are big-time. So. Seems to be a pretty good move here for the Blackhawks again. Um, And it honestly seems like it's a win-win for both sides. Tampa Bay now has a little bit of breathing room. And then we got a decent player along with a solid draft pick in return. So, uh, again, overall on the day, how can you not be happy with the moves that the Chicago Blackhawks have made? In the last five days, they've acquired Seth Jones, Marc-Andre Fleury, Tyler Johnson, and a second-round pick. And now looking at it, the second round picks cancel each other out to get those three players, Seth Jones, Marc-Andre Fleury, and Tyler Johnson. They only gave up Adam Boquist and two first round picks. All in all, that looks pretty good. And now the question on my mind is, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going back to it. I, I brought it up a little bit earlier. Is Stan Bowman trying to speed up this rebuilding process here? It sure looks like it because none of the moves that this team has made, aside from Seth Jones, um, are really moves that a team in the rebuilding stage tends to make. They just got a 36-year-old netminder. Tyler Johnson's 30. I believe he's going to be 31 next season, um, making arguably two more money than he should. Um, so it's just interesting to see that that this is the direction the Blackhawks have gone in in the past week, and I did not see this coming whatsoever. Um, and I I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, ladies and gentlemen, but, um, 
we, we do still have to see what Marc-Andre Fleury is going to do. He's got to talk it over with his family. Um, but if he does wind up coming back next year, you know, the Blackhawks, on paper, this looks like a team that, that really could be pushing for a playoff spot. With this roster makeup now, uh, also, you know, keeping my fingers crossed on the Jonathan Taze situation. Um, but if he's back as well, I mean, this team has some pieces. The defense is still pretty young as a whole. But Seth Jones should definitely help in that area. And also, if Marc-Andre Fleury is the guy man in the crease, that's an even bigger bonus. I'm not trying to get too far ahead of myself here. We still got plenty of things to figure out. Um, But without a doubt, the Blackhawks have made some moves in the past couple of days that could put them ahead of schedule during this rebuilding process. Alright, that takes care of everything on the two big-time trades the Blackhawks have made in the past 24 hours. Coming up in just a minute, let's not forget it's free agency day across the NHL, so I'm going to talk about if the Hawks have any other moves to make later on this afternoon. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is about to take over for the summer. However, football season is right around the corner. UFC is in full swing all year round. The Olympics are going on. So for any sport you want to put money on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you could also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just got done discussing the Tyler Johnson trade that the Blackhawks made late last night. Now, before I wrap up the show here today, I still wanted to be sure to mention what we could expect out of the Hawks here this afternoon with free agency set to open up at 11 a.m. Central Time, one of my favorite days for the National Hockey League. Big-time news after big-time news. Elliot Friedman Bob bombs, Bob McKenzie bombs. It's a, it's a lot of fun. But as for the Blackhawks, according to Cap Friendly right now, uh, the Blackhawks have roughly $2.5 million in cap space, and that's still not accounting for Andrew Shaw's $3.9 million cap hit. That's on that's on long-term injured reserve as, as well. Ah, I can't talk. Uh, so really, the Hawks have right around $6.4, $6.5 million to work with today if they do want to go out and make any more moves. and. On Monday's episode, I talked about their two needs that they were rumored to be in the market for were first, a veteran goaltender, which we now can check off the list, and then also a depth defenseman as as well. And one guy who is rumored to be on their radar, according to TSN's Bob McKenzie, is Buffalo Sabres defenseman Jake McCabe, a former second-round pick back in the 2012 NHL draft. He's now... 27 years old, but he's a big-bodied shutdown defenseman that's played mostly 
a top four role for the Sabres over the past couple of years. And he's kind of, uh, interestingly enough, kind of a similar player to Riley Stillman and Nikita Zadorov, you know, big and physical in his own zone, good in front of the net, um, but doesn't provide all that much on the offensive side of things. So considering we, we still don't know what's going to happen with Zadorov, we're still not sure what his qualifying offer was along with Brandon Hagel and Alex Nylander as well, which is something to consider into that $6.5 million of cap space as well. Um, but it's definitely interesting, you know, to hear that. Um, that's the type of player that has been linked to the Blackhawks right now. Um, but overall, I'm going to guess that Zadorov gets somewhere around that $3 million mark. And then you also got to chalk up probably a 2 or 2.5 more for Alex Nylander and Brandon Hagel. So besides adding one more defenseman, possibly, I really don't see the Blackhawks being very active in the free agent market today. They're also kind of in a tough spot, not knowing what Marc-Andre Fleury is going to do. Is his $7 million cap hit going to count against them next year? Are they not going to have to pay him? Uh, It puts them in between a rock and a hard place a little bit. Um, But I do suspect that another trade could be coming today due to their overall lack of cap space and also considering all the the depth pieces that they have that just aren't really necessary at this point you got to assume that one of Nikita Zadorov or Calvin DeHaan is gone possibly both also have to assume at least now looking at it sadly one of David Camper Pia Suter is probably out looking at all the potential center depth this team has um, Lucas Reichel's now playing center, Henrik Borgstrom's playing center, Philip Kershev's a natural center, Jonathan Taze, Kirby Doc. I don't know if there's going to be room for Dylan Strom is a natural center. I know we've tried to move him at the move him to the wing, but he doesn't look all that good there. He might be playing center if he's still around. So with all the center depth, there's the cap situation on top of it. Uh, also the acquisition of Tyler Johnson, who can play both center and wing. Uh, I just don't really see how both David Camp or uh, both David Camp and Pia Suter are coming back next year, unfortunately. Um, and then I, I would also guess that Vinny Henestrosa is probably out of the picture right now as well after uh, Adam Gaudette was re-signed to a one-year deal the other day. I just don't see a world where both of them are on the team next season for the Blackhawks. There just really isn't the room up front, so... While this team, while the Blackhawks may not be adding very many players today via free agency, it's still going to be a really crucial day for their future. There are plenty of tough decisions to make. We got to see what's going to happen with Kampf and Suter, uh, what Hagel and Nylander are going to get, what's going to happen with Zadorov. Are they going to go and add a guy like Jake McCabe? And if they do, is Calvin DeHaan out in Chicago? There's a, there's a lot going on, so I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see one or one or two more trades in the next 24 hours by the Blackhawks front office to try and uh, free some things up for the rest of the offseason. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, July 28th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go and get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, 
Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.